We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. We're gonna call it that. Don't Believe the Art. Hello and welcome to Don't Believe the Hype, the only podcast in the world, yeah that's right, I said the world, that promises to take a deep dive into the discography of Arctic Monkeys with me, Nick Lee, and him, Dan Holt. Dan, how are you doing, mate? I am very well, how are you? Yeah, it's a, it's a good week, isn't it? Because we're, as we're recording this, all the stuff is kind of amping up for the release of the car, and there's speculation of another single this week. We've got live on Jimmy Fallon to come this week, yes. so it's like even even though we're kind of like back to basics with the episodes we're doing at the moment, there is new stuff, cute new new stuff keeps on popping up, mate. Oh, already? Um, yeah, uh, it's we record this a little bit in advance, but not a lot in advance. So we are pretty much, you know, at the same time as this will, this will be released. But currently, yeah, we've got a potential new song dropping, which is very exciting. We've got Jimmy Kimmel performance to go through. Um, is it, is yeah, it Kimmel or is it Fallon? I don't know. It's one of the Jimmy's. It's, uh, Jimmy Fallon's my favourite. Yeah, I'm getting my Jimmy's. I, I was getting my Jimmy's mixed up, but... Uh, Let's um, just be glad actually, it's James. There's, there's a third Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Corden. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's another Jimmy that we won't mention. But um, but I yeah, I get my. Uh, but no, it's all very exciting. We've got um tour, for the UK um listeners specifically. We've got tour dates being released this week as well. It's all happening. It's all here. And pre-ordering clothing items. It's all. <laughs> it's all part of the time, which I've never done before. But I think the car, the car branding is is I like it. I like the, the branding of it. And but yes, you're nothing. Uh, if, if you're nothing if not great. a brand bitch, are you? No, no, I've got no um, integrity. I know you're gonna. I know that's gonna. I'm saying you. nothing, mate. You know, I was listening last nothing. week. <laughs> <laughs> trying to lead you now. I'm trying to get you there now. Rain traps. <laughs> Ooh, I don't, yeah no 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 go on so what are we going to be covering tonight then pal what's the plan yeah so we are we are going to be discussing beneath the boardwalk which is um obviously a very 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 early set of demos but we're not going to be um, we don't want to tread tread on any of the toes of our future episodes so we're not going to be discussing any of the songs that were released as a, on an album or as a single or even as a B-side, because we are going to be covering all B-sides of each era as well. So everyone knows we're going to cover every single Artie Monkey song, No Stone Left Unturned. And yeah, so we're just going to be doing the tracks that never made it to any kind of um, re-recording or general release, basically. Um, and we will go through what they are in a moment. It, it was really tricky for us to when when we started planning the shows out. That was the point where we had to actually do some thinking because the idea kind of came up with itself, mm. didn't it? And it was just like, oh, you kind of know yeah. which way it's going to flow. And then we got to the stage where we're like, oh, what do we do with these songs? This could be awkward. But we we couldn't uh, yeah. not cover them because there's some very very weird stuff on beneath the boardwalk. I think. Yeah, and and, and interesting as as we'll find out, but just interesting things to discuss about these songs that kind of um, lay a foundation for what was to come for the next 20 years. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, very interesting discussion. And yeah, so I think initially we'll start with some uh, information about Beneath the Boardwalk. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, and if anything, it gives me a chance, give me a chance to play one of my new jingles for the first time. Which Very excited do, about these jingles. Oh, it, it has been my life for the past few days. Just, just, just thinking, thinking of lyrics that could fit a jingle. It's getting to the stage where we're kind of building jingles around the lyrics rather than the other way around, which is how it should be. But yeah, well, you, sure yeah. <laughs> no, I think they all work very well. And I was very particularly, we won't use it this week, but there's one that I'm very particularly proud of, and you know what that is. But no, um, yes, yeah, so come on. Keep, keep me and the audience in anticipation. What's the jingle for, for before I discuss the information of Beneath the Boardwalk? Let's do it. Here it comes into your ears right now, listeners. The is the place to go. 
is excellent. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. done. I wanted to transition. Str- yeah, I wanted to transition straight into it, but I could not reference it. That was that was lovely. But yeah, the uh, soothing tones of Alex Turner. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, the Beneath the Boardwalk is an 18-track demo recorded in 2004 at Two Fly Studios in Sheffield in the UK, obviously. The band first handed out the unnamed demo at bar slash nightclub The Boardwalk post-gig, leading the file-sharing fans to dub this Beneath the Boardwalk. This led many fans to believe the demo was an early album, although the early demos were released under this title officially. In a 2005 interview with Prefix magazine, Matt Helders said, "We We used to record demos and then just burn them onto CDs and give them away at gigs. Obviously, there weren't many demos available, so people used to share them on the internet which was a good way for everyone to hear it. So we used to share, not us personally, we don't even know how to do it, but fans did. There's a guy who has come along to film us, two guys actually, one of them is the main guy who put the songs on the internet, so the fans just used to send them to each other, which didn't bother us because we never made those demos to make money or anything. We were giving them away for free anyway. That was a better way for people to hear them, and it made the gigs better because people knew the words and came and sang along. We can't complain about it. The demo features... And I'll go in full, even though we're not covering them all. A Certain Romance, Bigger Boys and Stolen Sweethearts, Choo Choo, Cigarette Smoke, Dancing Shoes, Fake Tales of San Francisco, Knockador Run, Mardi Bum, On the Run from the MI5, Riot Van, Scummy, Still Take You Home, Waving Bye to the Train or the Bus, Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, Sticking to the Floor, Space Invaders, Curtains Closed, and Ravey 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 Club Live. Many of the tracks were later re-recorded into debut album, Whatever People Say, and That's What I'm Not, or featuring on eight later EPs and as B-sides. The demo was uh, produced by Alan, I think it's either Smith or Smythe. I'm going to go with, I heard Alex use the word Smythe at um, Glastonbury 2013, so I'm going to say Alan Smythe produced the track. Um, and that happened because they're, they're the people that were managing Artie Muggers at the time, all that their manager, who was probably just some bloke from Ram Sheffield, let's be honest. Um, he knew Alan Smythe and got him to record uh, five demo sessions in between July 2003 and November 2004. But it wasn't until summer 2004 the material started spreading when the legendary, legendary Mark the Sheriff Bull started his fan site. He collected uh, and ripped the CDR demos and put them on his website. The sheriff must have ripped those from demos he obtained during the shows, or maybe he got them through the band themselves since they befriended at some point. Most people agree that to this day, nobody has ever found any irrefutably legit copy of any of those original demos. If they ever existed, it must have been very, very limited. And there you go. That's a little bit of information there for Beneath the Boardwalk. I hope it was satisfactory. When I go to... Um, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned a bit about not being sure like how many exist or if there's a, a genuine copies out there because every time i go into a charity shop or a thrift store for our transatlantic chums uh, i am that's the first thing i do mm-hmm. right i head to the music section and try and find a copy of either beneath the boardwalk or five minutes with arctic monkeys that is the holy grail to just find one of those but this this came at a time probably the first band to genuinely make it big just based on posting songs online Everyone started yeah. trying it after after this, but they they didn't even do it themselves and kind of achieve fame. That no, way. no. Uh, the press here kind of dubbed them as a band that that they were kind of these savvy musical entrepreneurs that did this, and you know they weren't, but they were just some lads and other people kind of just naturally shared it. Like it's basically it was basically a word of mouth. I always think of it as it's the exact same as a word of mouth band, but at the age at the beginning of the internet. Um, when it was just, you know, file sharing and things like that. So the word of mouth just became file sharing essentially as well. So um, that, that's all it was. It was just they were kind of the first ones there, I guess. But yeah, and I will just say as well that I learned, to mention another band, I learned what a thrift store was from a band called The Killers. And I'll, that's all I'll say. Um, anyway, fans will, will know why I might have Googled thrift store. But um, but yeah, I, do you have, before we jump into the tracks, do you have, I can't remember, do you have a kind of one of your jingles, one of your crazy jingles for um, the reviews? I do indeed. There are no reviews. <laughs> I scoured the internet for reviews of this. Um, I'm ashamed to say I spent a good 30 seconds reading a review for um, something called Under the Boardwalk, a Monopoly movie. <laughs> I read that for 30 seconds before I realised I wasn't reading a review of Beneath the Boardwalk and was, in fact, re- reading this um, before I realised. Um, there's not even a review 
archived on NME's site, who, let's be honest, are slightly obsessed. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't want to, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. But, um... <laughs> Should be obsessed with that. Well weird, wasn't it? Crazy, crazy. Yeah, so there's no review. I couldn't find a review anywhere. So I guess we're the review. We're going to be the review. A long overdue review. Hopefully the band will go somewhere off the back of our review. That would be the dream, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, we really, really need some commercial success at this point. I think you know, I think, I think we're the key to unlocking the states. I think stateside. Um, but yeah, yeah, so the tracks that we're going to be doing because I, I, I thought I mentioned them all, but we're going to be doing um, "Choo Choo," "Knock a Door Run," "On the Run from the MI5," "Waving Bye to the Train or the Bus," "Space Invaders," "Curtains Closed," and "Ravy Ravy Club," which of course is just a little live soundbite of that. Um, but yeah, that, there's, there's still something to discuss in there, certainly. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to start with uh, Choo Choo. I said my baby wants to drive the train Well, all aboard, yeah And don't forget to mind the gap Well, don't you let her well, Don't you know She's sick and tired of Being in the background A passenger Let her drive the train Nick, what what do you have your initial kind of any thoughts on, on Choo Choo? This this along along with another one which we'll get onto shortly. Even up until Humbug was released, in my infinite music hipster wankiness, I was maintaining that these were my favourite Arctic Monkeys songs. I was like, oh, Brian Storm, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It's, it's all about, you want to get the demos, mate. You want to, it's, all, it's all about the demos. It's all about Choo Choo, mate. Absolute tune. Choo 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 in particular was a, a massive favourite of mine. I think th- that may have been, I think that may have been the first first Arctic Monkey song that was actually played to me from, from this demo album as well. So it's, it kind of holds a very special place yeah. in my heart. No. That, that kind of funky riff that became their trademark is very evident straight from the start yeah um i think it might be one of the first of, the, of this demo set because i'll be honest i didn't hear this I, as as listen to last week's show if you want to find out how i stumbled onto arty monkey's leaked first album um so i hadn't heard this but when i went back yeah i think chuchi might have been the first one that i heard and i can only assume that it came from i can only imagine that they they played a riff and they thought it sounded like a train and then they sat down and, and sort of what I've gathered from their humour over the years was, okay, let's make the lyrics ironically funny and a bit shit about a train. But let's also, I still think it's very bluesy, this track. It's got a very bluesy um, rhythm to it, which which actually makes sense in the um, kind of choo-choo fits that, like that. There's something about the blues and the train. You know, like that kind of, it reminds me of... Um, I woke up this morning, do new, 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 like just a kind of same, you know, like that kind of riff repeated and um, scales it. I think it's very cool. It's very slick. The chorus, though, actually, uh, and this is something that I'd forgot about until I, until I re-listened to it. A lot of these tracks, actually, but um, the influence, I think, of the White Stripes, which because you always think of the Strokes, obviously, and stuff like that, but. The, this the guitar chorus on this sounded very white stripesy to me, yeah. um, and you all know you're a huge, you're way more of a huge white stripes fan than I was, so I'm sure that hopefully you heard that as well. Yeah, absolutely spot. I mean, the there's that famous gig was was it at the Grapes? I think it's the first gig at the Grapes, and recordings of it do yep. exist now. But what the White Stripes was one of the covers that they performed, well, and then then again mm-hmm. on the Tranquility Bass tour. Every city they went to in America, they tended to play a cover from that city. So they did the Strokes in New York, and the White yeah. Stripes was who who they did in Detroit. So I think that influence has always been there. They did, didn't they? I forgot about that. They, that's that's cool, isn't it, to do that? Um, just another cool thing that they do. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. If you listen, uh, well, again, if anybody missed it, if you go back and listen to our introductory episode last week, in the opening, there is a kind. I think I, I run down a set list of that 
of that um the bands they played at the at the grapes and yeah the white stripes was one of them i think they did a couple actually if i remember back but it does remind me a lot the guitar on this of that you know the i don't want to say it because it makes it sound like i'm having a dig but the ipod advert white stripes of that time yeah we're old enough to remember anyone younger will be like what's an ipod <laughs> um but yeah they just remind me of that kind of thing and i think as well influenced by the american singer i think alex slightly has his accent in there coming through but he is still singing in an american style in this one i think which i think is, is funny and ironic considering what happened years later <laughs> in terms of that but um I think yeah and, and for me just to to mention the, the drums in this as well because i think and it's something that will come up frequently particularly in these early years is is the fact that these guys had only been playing their instruments for about two years at this point um from from nothing to that and some of the drums in the breakdown and this whole breakdown in this song they're just really cool rocky bluesy yeah just just hell is it held us at his best because a lot of the time it's hip hop, isn't it? But I don't know. I just got a really cool bluesy vibe from this. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely go along with that. It's um, and yeah, like like you said as well. That's the, the first evidence of Helders just being an all around well, an agile beast. I think would be, would be the, the best way mm -hmm. to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he should he should um, use that at some point. Um, yeah, you're welcome, Matt. Yeah, but no, I, <laughs> I think there's, you know, we're not going to be getting into too in-depth with these songs, obviously. We're just going to be discussing each one and, and giving us an overview because, you know, I think for some of them more than others, there's stuff to talk about. This is one of them where I just say it's a cool song. It, it's the funny. I think you can see there's a sense of humour coming through. There's elements of what were to come, particularly like with, with Andy's bass. And I just think, yeah, it was, it was just one. I can just imagine this being a song that when you you're learning your instruments maybe if one of the first tracks you'd write if you're talented obviously because you know yeah. you still got to be talented to write a song as good as this that's still a bit shit do you know what i mean yeah. but just a song you might write in the practice studio and you know would be a cool song to play uh maybe after a few beers or a few splashes or something you know i think it's just yeah that's just it's just how I see it, really. You, you've okay. kind of got these 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 factions of Arctic Monkeys fans, exciting. where you, you've got people like us who are kind of there from the start, like from the demos and everything, have carried on with the band, kind of followed them all the way through. And then you've kind of got the the crowd that came on came on board after AM. A lot of it will be the American and South American crowd, I think. I think that was the, mm. the album that properly launched. <laughs> We love you, really. Um, <laughs> we love you if you stayed on after that. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you, join, jump, you don't get to jump on. You don't get to jump on for AM and then moan when they do tranquility bass. Is all I'm saying. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> put down the ambulance um, and get off the bandwagon. Is all I'll say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> if you take an exception to any of our comments, then do get in touch. We are ArcticMonkeysPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Arctic Podcast, and I believe we are also Arctic Podcast on on the gram, aren't we? Would that, would that be correct? The gram, as the kids call um, it. Yes, yes. I, I didn't even know what you meant then. I was like, "What?" Yep. Thought you were, yep. thought you were, thought you were ringing a dealer or something. I don't know what was, yeah. what was going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I yes, we are at Arctic Podcast on the um, the gram. Give us a follow and all that. The, the links will all be in the episode description. Everything you need will be in there. Of the people who've kind of got on board after after AM, I think listening to this stuff will be a real shock to them. As I, I do, I do often mm. see these the people who've got on who've kind of got into Do I Want to Know, and it's gone from there, and then they go back and listen to the first mm. album, and it is just wow. What and I mean. If the first album wasn't raw enough, we're, we're on the demos here where it's about as raw as it's possible to get at that stage. Yeah, but even still identifiable as just kind of banging cool songs, which is, you know, on AM as well. So, yeah. Shall we move on to the next track? Yeah. Which is Knockador Run. <laughs> Just what you'll do to keep us entertained 
much of the same this is one of the one of the tracks that kind of always always sort of passed me by not that i didn't didn't like it or anything yeah but it, it was it was just one that i'd never gone back to even even when going back to listen to beneath the boardwalk it's not a song yeah. I'd, I'd i'd seek out but it's it's filthy isn't it it's just absolute filth i love it <laughs> it, you know what it is um i completely get that because i this was the one that even i've been listening to them quite a few times in the past you know week as we've prepared for this um i just had to listen to it just before we came on again because i forgot which one it was which is weird because i listened to it quite a lot but uh, yeah it's the one that always passed me by as well but also it's one of the ones that i wrote the most notes on interestingly to um to, to kind of to kind of get into it so that's interesting that it passes me by but it gave me a lot of food for thought that's it um i think this obviously is like a heavier riff the choo-choo goes about saying um I, th I think it's got that element of the first album style of that kind of sneery you know attitude of it that style that kind of almost mocking certain aspects of society there's just something about it and again he's doing that kind of talking almost rapping style of singing here as well um yeah I don't, I don't know if you got that from it it's just this kind of there's just an attitude with this one that Choo Choo is a bit more of a laugh obviously it is it's very john cooper clark in that sense i think that the, the kind mm. of the kind yeah. of sneery thing but without punching down which i think makes a big difference as well yes it's, it does you uh, have that balance haven't you yeah 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 that, that's 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 exactly it and you, you can you can see that's exactly what they carry through onto the first album it's that that's that's very much mm -hmm. present for the whole album that the whole this kind of sneering tone I'd, I'd go as far as to say that this is the track where they really kind of found really kind of found that tone for me i think i think there's obviously yes. other tracks on this on this compilation on the first album that carry that are variations on that theme as well but but this one for me is where you, you can just and, and that's going to be a recurring theme on this show actually is the way the signs were there for certain mm. certain changes that they've made and stuff like that, we, we're going to point out how a lot of the signs were there very early on, and it's certainly certainly the case with this track. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like I say, it's that one that first made me that yeah, the sneering song style, the the rapping, almost singing. The drums I thought were more first album holders on this one as well. I could hear that kind of that style creeping in. Um, the chorus again, very white stripes. I thought on this one i could hear that hear that in there there is a very um so the pre-chorus is very them as well the way it builds in and, and i think the line um one of the lines that no, me was, if if you're gonna get on uh if you're gonna get on lyrics then i should probably play the lyrics jingle no i was like well i was gonna just well, i thought we were gonna have a blanket <laughs> are you into yeah. so much excitement to stop me we're um keep this in but um we're we're yeah, no, go on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reference the lyrics if you wanna play it. I'm never gonna stop you from playing Alex into my ears. So go on. I'm I'm really worried that I'm gonna be sick of these jingles in about ten minutes time, but I'm doing it. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. Beautiful. Um but yeah, as it as it builds in, he says um he says, Well, waking up the sleepers, you know we're so mischievous, which I think um is an example i've always had this and it'll come up again and again and again this you know and i'm sure anyone listening will, will know exactly what i'm talking about but the way that he can rhyme two unexpected words together you not only yeah. using saying them in his accent obviously to, to make them rhyme but just two words you wouldn't ever think of of doing so you know um sleepers and mischievous shouldn't rhyme obviously it should be mischievous but yeah because of his accent it says mischievous but yeah sleeper is mischievous it does rhyme in this odd way which <laughs> i can't quite understand but um but yeah there's a, there's a john cooper clark track called 36 hours where he rhymes emeralds with chemicals and then and then with genitals it's like emeralds chemicals genitals <laughs> it's like they, they kind of 
they kind of should rhyme, but at the same time, it's like you think, oh, he's just about pulled that out there. And I, I love that. That's that's another recurring theme that I think will come yeah. up most most weeks, I think. It's just there's not many I can't, I can't yeah, think of definitely. a songwriter that's doing that to that extent. No, and I think as well it comes from obviously I think rap rappers do that a lot as well. They're good obviously with the old the old rhyme, so he's got that. And I think as well it's no it's no shock that his dad's a music teacher, his mum's an English teacher, is it? I mean you merge those two <laughs> um influences yeah. together growing up and you've got a songwriter basically <laughs> so yeah, yeah um but maybe it's delivery yeah they just like, that it worked genetically it worked. engineered the perfect rock god <laughs> she she did it just so in 32 years time she no sorry not 32 so so that she, in uh 25 years time she could have the whole of a Glastonbury crowd sing happy birthday to her during a headline set and it, and it works yeah she, <laughs> they engineered it and it worked perfectly um do you know what i did think about this one actually um i don't know if you've ever listened to like early black keys who obviously the arctic monkeys are a, are a huge fan of um they opened for the black keys on a tour before am came out to build up their american audience which is very savvy i always think um not a lot of british bands that can i just i'm just going to go off tangent here for a second but because it's come up, not a lot of British bands that are huge here would have the lack of ego to go and open for a band in America on tour to build an audience. And I think that's why Arctic Monkeys have been successful in the US is because they took the time to build the audience, whereas other people go over arrogantly and fail and come back um, because they won't do the smaller venues and support people and things. So yeah, when people say they're arrogant, I, I think not. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, the first two or three albums of the Black Keys, it's just the two of them doing these kind of bluesy stuff that they recorded in their basement. And uh, the breakdown of this really got me on that, really got me on that vibe of those, if you've ever heard them. And if you've not, check it's, them out. Yes, definitely, yeah. I've, I've got I've got a bit of a thing for, for two-piece bands. So it's, so in that, yeah, it's White Stripes, Black Keys, and Blood, Blood Red Shoes as well, who are almost kind of an amalgamation of the two. That just that we just mentioned yeah mm. yeah so, so something about it yeah black, black keys and white stripes yeah famously a bit of bad blood between black keys and white stripes isn't there but uh mm. this isn't the black keys white stripes podcast so we don't podcast look it up. <laughs> 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 the few, few musical feuds podcast not a bad idea note that down um yeah <laughs> also um one of this <laughs> this is an all instrumental end which we know they like their instrumentals so this was a, another foyer into that but yeah no i think as you say it always it's weird it passed me by as well it's not one i always think of but i just talked about it way longer than i probably will most of the others so maybe it's a better track than we give it credit for yeah that's it i mean we when we were planning this episode we kind of thought well what, what will we have to say about this stuff but it just what we've said already. It just goes to show how important these recordings were in terms of setting the tone. I don't. I don't think that can be overstated at all. Yeah, and, and also to mention is that when when we say that they only started playing their instruments in like two thousand and two, and they recorded this in two thousand and four, and a gig at the Grapes in between that they played some of these mixed in with covers, then that implies to me that the the, the unreleased ones like Knockadoor on Choo that we're discussing were the maybe the some of the first songs they wrote together as a band when they were doing covers and then they just started writing riffs and stuff so so if this selection of songs are the first songs that you write it's and then the next set of songs that you write or whatever people say and that's what i'm not then you've not done badly <laughs> to be fair as your first collection of say 20 songs i think in terms of the particularly the sound like kind of forgetting about the lyrics and stuff for a second but the guitar tones and the sound it is right in with what was coming out at that time what they were i mean i know J jamie is the main indie head out, out of the band so it, it is stuff mm -hmm. like the datsuns the vines the hives who are popping up in the arctic monkey in, in the turniverse once again very soon yes so yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah they are. right in right in line and black keys and white stripes as well as you mentioned it's right in line with that kind of garage rock american yeah. revival that we were seeing well, yeah, I think, and you know, as we said, we reference how instrumental Jamie is throughout this, and that is one of those influences that he's instrumental in, and, and also his, um, he was the Queens of the Stone Age fan, he was yeah. the Black Sabbath fan, so yeah, he's bringing all that kind of stuff, so yeah, don't slide Jamie off. But yeah, no, I think that's all I've got to say on that track. Is it? Have you got anything else to to add? Oh, I'll just, I will just say as well, one one thing that I didn't know down when I was walking around today, listening to it, um, 
walking the dog, not just aimlessly walking on the streets. But um, I was thinking of um, it just did remind me of being about 14, 13, 14 and playing knock and runner. Something like that, that little bit of, I, yeah. um, again, m mischievous. Yeah, that feeling yeah. It did really uh, make me think of that, yeah. Um, and I always want to think that there's double meaning. I've spent years trying to figure out if there's a double meaning to these, this song because it's it's because because they were a bit older than playing Knock It Over and you know at this point they were like 17, 18, whatever. Um, so I've always wondered is there a double meaning? Does it mean something else? But I can't, I can't get there. I don't think it does. I think I'm just <laughs> trying too hard. Should, uh, should, should we just assume it's about shagging? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I always go to. Yeah. It's just the best things to do with Monkey's lyrics. Yeah. I was thinking it's got to be about shagging, but it's it's not. What I guess knock it or run could be could be a one night stand, loving a girl and leaving her. Knock it or run. That's quite good actually. Let's go with that. That's my. You could say that that was a hot take that I just came up with. What do you think, Nick? You could do. If, if only we had a jingle for it. I think you should do that one again, just in, just in case anyone missed it. That's a hot take, and the lyric we used is. Doesn't get much better than that because you know what we didn't just piece together two what slice together Alex saying hot and then take we thought about it we, we put it on yeah uh, we could have done we did you know red hot revelation <laughs> works it works <laughs> and I'm very proud of that one but yeah <laughs> but that is a hot take actually I think we'll go with that knock it over on is a metaphor for having a one night stand for for loving someone and leaving them knock it over on you knock that door and then you run. <laughs> I mean, now I'm going to go listen to that song tonight. And uh, waking up those sleepers. I mean, that sounds a bit rapey. So maybe that we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stick out that. It's a shame. More songs about, <laughs> yeah, scratch that. Imagine they've done more songs about one night stands. That would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah, or just songs about horniness <laughs> and sex generally. If only yeah. they've done that. Yeah. Imagine, imagine where ah, we'd be. Well, just about that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just five albums about the moon. It's unbelievable. And they could have had this gold. <laughs> I mean, the moon can't be Sorry, that good. Six, no one's been back. <laughs> well, no, that's true. But yeah, anyway, we're on a tangent. Shall we move on to um, the next one, which, uh, again, one that I would say I overlook sometimes a lot as well. Um, on the Run from the MI5. We're probably covering the two songs in a row that kind of passed passed me by the most. But I, I do like the fact it's the first song I've ever heard to reference Gibraltar, and the second the second was Gibraltar Eight <laughs> by Cabbage. So any any song that's referencing Gibraltar and giving them something to cling on to, the poor sods, is is fine in my book. <laughs> also, there's also a mention of if you'd like to Switch, reference Switch card as well, <laughs> which you don't hear anymore. You know the debit card. It used to be called Switch, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, I don't. I don't remember that. So I didn't even know yeah. what he was referencing, but yeah. Well, uh, if you'd like to send us in your favourite songs that reference Gibraltar, the social are. But yeah, no, I think, again, no, although, you know what, unlike Knock It All Run, this is one that passes me by, and it's one that I've not got loads to say on, <laughs> unfortunately, but still a solid little track for you to have as a band. That, that sounds really condescending, let's track that, but just a solid, they, considering what they went on to do, I, I can say that, solid little track. Classic held as counting, which is always nice to hear um we've got plenty of them over the years this is probably one of the peak white stripes influences i could hear actually in this one i'd say this was very very white stripes not my favorite but would be great live 
actually. I would love to hear this one live. I think it's a really good live tune. And, and again, just when you think how long they've been playing instruments for and have been a band together to, to wrap this kind of song up yeah, and smash that out live. Well, you know, if you go and see them at some unsigned night and they crack out, this is a tune, you're going to be pretty into it. Um, so yeah, that, not got much to say on that one, but I think that's yeah, I think that's a pretty solid. Um, and actually, on the run from the MI5 is a metaphor for having a one night stand. Actually, um, so, so basically, he's on the run from the girl that he's that he slept with, and he has to dodge her calls and, and stuff. Yeah, so not a lot of people know that. <laughs> I also noticed the Americanism as well, MI5 as well. You know, they, they really turned to shit when they started going on about American things. Yeah, I know. You, know, you could say it's... Put, um... put a Dr. Pepper on the slate. <laughs> Perhaps it's a metaphor for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, thank God. They stopped. Um, you know, you, you could say it was just some. Um, oh, I can't. I can't get the. I was going to get the lyrics reference in the ultra cheese to. I think he says American landscape or something like that. I was going to reference that, but I can't. I can't pull the lyric out of the air, unfortunately. Um, oh, but I know he does reference it. <laughs> but yeah, um, no solid live track. I reckon. Um, good riff, good there. But you know, there's not much there. There, I'd say. But still would listen to it over most other band songs any day. So moving on, because we did overlook that one, and you could say that we overlook that one. It passed us by like a train or a bus, you could say, which brings us nicely on to waving by to the train or the bus. <laughs> favorite track of this collection of songs is this one i think it's yes. it's very early um version of the guitar a lot of the guitar work that they'll do in the future the change to clean almost scar guitar on the chorus um, yeah the change to clean almost scar guitar on the chorus they do that sometimes you know throughout and yeah and then just back in with that riff it's got the drum stops that we're used to, the pauses, so the, the lyrics. Um, they're, they're a bit more like the Alex that we'll, we'll learn to love as it goes on. It's got these, yeah, it, it's got these, um, the drum stops that are referenced then, those kind of pauses that they do, which I always appreciate. That it's so hard to do. The timing has to be impeccable to do that at live and, and in a studio. But it's something that they still do now, even in the latest single. Uh, Mirrorball, you know, there's this kind of pause and then the drums come in. It's just all great. The breakdown is just very them as well. Yeah, I just think this is just a great track. It's, it's, it, we're seeing a lot of them in this one, what will be, I'd say. This is when we talked about Choo Choo at the top of the show, and I mentioned that there was two songs from the, from this album. This was the other one that even after Humbug, I'd still be like, yeah. Waving by to the train on a bus is my favourite. Do you remember <laughs> when, when, when you were a teenager and you'd spend your evenings after school on MSN Messenger? And did, did, did you yes. ever do what I did? I, I really hope you did what I did. Otherwise, this is going to be an embarrassing revelation. But did, did if you were talking to a girl you fancied, did you ever change your? You could like put like a quote on your screen name, couldn't you? You could put a quote or lyrics, and I, yep. I would often. Yep. I don't. I'd often have. Um, I know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be. I can see you want to be offended. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to go for. Although I believe you just said a lyric, so you know, I don't want to tell you when to jingle. But <laughs> I, I can't uh, use the jingle again. Oh my word! Oh, <laughs> Sod it! I'm doing it. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. Oh. God. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah so, I, so I can see you want to be attended to. Just count to twenty nine, I'll attend to you. Little 
little 16 year old Nick with his tiny penis thinking, yes, this will get him. <laughs> this will get him. Yeah. And hopefully you're not 35 year old Nick with a tiny penis still on MSN talking to 14 year old girls with that as your title. No. Hopefully we've moved and on that, from that. No. <laughs> not not <laughs> since the court order. <laughs> everything else has changed the penis is the same yeah <laughs> uh, that is my yeah that 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 lyric is such a again very bluesy i think actually i get a bluesy vibe from that lyric but yeah just a cool word play i don't really know you know it doesn't mean anything does it really unless 29 has some meaning that i don't but but again i'd say that line is very horny which is obviously as we know <laughs> he likes to be <laughs> but yeah i think um I'd say, you know what, actually, sorry, I said before that the breakdown was very them. What I meant to say was the only thing in this song is that I think the breakdown is not very them. Sorry, I meant to say, and that the be together again bit is also not very them. It's, it's very unlike them to do this kind of very, be together again. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just too positive. Everybody will be together again the way it ends and not cynical enough. I'm used to a bit more cynical in the... Oh, you're getting cynical, and that won't do. There we go. go right there today. <laughs> I'll be honest. When I wrote that note, I knew I was going to do that already. I wrote uh, yeah. that note to do yeah. that because <laughs> that's my favorite. Well, we'll save it for that one. But yeah, but yeah, it's maybe it's just because it has a positive reflection, which is unfair because a lot of the songs are cynical, but they do kind of have a positive reflection as well. So I'm being a bit unfair, but it just didn't sound sound like them. It sounded a little bit different to them. I'd say, yeah. But you know, do you know what some of, do you know what some of the guitar on this reminded me of a little bit as well? Um, for, to reference a future song that we will cover eventually, um, "No Buses." I don't know why it reminds me of that kind of vibe of "No Buses" a little bit. Some of this song, I think it, yeah, I think it's the clean guitar uh, when it slows it's, down and stuff. But yeah, absolute highlight of this demo, I'd say. Really, really is. Particularly enjoy the lyric, which is you could see this lyric written down, and you'd assume it was Alex Turner. I think. Uh, when you've mm. karate kicked your way to someone new and have a memory and don't know what to do, it's just just peak Alex, yes. right? Peak horny Alex. Yeah, that is a very good lyric. You didn't use the jingle, probably best not. But using that, uh, <laughs> chance would be a fine yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> probably saying that too much now. <laughs> As we get references up, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I think yeah, and also very well put together song as well. Very well produced as well. So well done to Alan Spive. <laughs> yeah. yeah very very well put together track um but yeah no I've, i love the song i think it's great I feel like you say a lot of it is is alex getting there of his lyrics and yeah would happily listen to this one if uh, the surprise this one wasn't a b-side actually to be honest when they did produce them must have not felt right i bet it's that bit that i've said actually probably didn't feel right yeah. but, um do you have any other thoughts on on the waving if, if i ended up in some sort of sean or dead scenario where I had to like throw my throw my records at the oncoming horde of zombies, and someone else was in charge of which records to throw. So, so, so say mm. say each record is an Arctic Monkeys song, and this was if this was the only one I got left with after the zombie apocalypse, I'd be quite fine. Yeah, I'd be quite fine for this to be the only Arctic Monkeys song I ever have to hear again. I mean, I won't be happy to be yep. out everything else, but I'd be quite. <laughs> no, I'd 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 agree with that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be. Um chagrined by it can you use that as a verb does that work as a verb yeah you just have mate. yeah i have and there's nothing you can do about it and there's nothing you can do about it invoice me for the microphone there you go <laughs> just quoting him now not even lyrics but yeah <laughs> yeah no um <laughs> I'm happy to move on from, from this one, but I just think, yeah, absolutely five stars all around. That's my review. It's your review. <laughs> it's, your, it's your review. It's your review. It's very... Lovely oh. stuff. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, no, let's move on to the next one, which again, um, this one I think invokes a... You know when I said that um, Nakadoro invoked that kind of young feeling? of being young despite what we ascertained the metaphor could be <laughs> it invoked being young and knock door run and being a kid and this song also does that and it's for me the title at least um space invaders <laughs> Gonna die again in high cause 
crazy moonders with the crack. Hands is kissing all the boys. She's too clever to be slack. I brush you bound to go away for a day and you like a social woman coming back. this is a, another really solid bluesy track i mean it's funny going back how much of a blues influence there is because you could say that we're just entering a, a very bluesy phase of arty monkeys now and i, I did hear in an interview actually just because this, this is relevant but i did hear alex i said for tranquility bass and i think for this album it, it reminds him a lot of the stuff he used to hear his dad listen to he was big into blues and he used to listen to his dad hearing records of blues tracks a lot and that's what tranquility bass reminded him of when you listen to it and i think a lot of that blues stuff is coming through here as well actually which is pretty cool i think it's got a very cool singing style i think this is the first time that, actually if you want to for people who are did jump on board for am if you listen to this track helder's um baby 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 is very reminiscent of the am era backing vocals i would say still not you know there completely but i think you can hear that in there. I think this song is still not there completely, but you can see how... I think you can see from the solo, actually, in the breakdown of this, that this became... Their style became what we hear on whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not. I think this one, again, has strong elements of, of what we will see in the future. That's what I'm finding so striking about about discussing this album, is some of us... I think they're, they're all very good songs. They're all, they're all better than what a lot of bands at the time were bringing out. But you, mm-hmm. you're sort of seeing from all like each each song seems to have some sort of element that they took with them after. So kind of looking at them as a collective, you can kind you can kind of see why the sound progressed the way it did. It's it's just all there, like kind of in isolation, and then we're bringing it all together. And it's just it's just amazing looking at it in hindsight, like ne- nearly twenty years on. You know, to be to be kind of going through it and looking, and, you, and you, you're just seeing it all, seeing all the how it all connects. We, we're joining the dots, if you will. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is one of the ones where that's that's most evident in places. Um, I really was surprised actually listening to it again how much that Helder's backing vocal sounded like AM Helder's. You know, because I know he does that kind of thing as well in, in you know, like in a Betty Look Gun the dance floor and stuff like that. But this one just really reminded me of that kind of knee socksy you know um track um but do you think i don't know if this is how this song got its title but it's a weird one where when i hear it there was when i hear the opening riff of the song it it does sound like the game space invaders that might sound really weird but it does sound like that game as it really puts an image of that and i don't know if they heard that and that's why they they called it that but i really hear that in it you definitely you can yeah you, you kind of you close your eyes and you can you can almost see it kind of in, in front of your eyes like yeah it's it's amazing isn't it that, that you, it's amazing that the things you kind of pick up on yeah you, you you wouldn't think that these songs would kind of stand up to much analysis in because obviously with We've planned where this show is going to go and everything, and we know we're eventually going to get to the tranquility base era onwards, where it's going to be. It's going to be really tricky to do like keep it to just an hour talking about some of the songs on tranquility base. So it's 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 kind of amazing to me that we're still managing to pick things out and pick different interpretations for for what is, with no disrespect intended, a pretty basic set of songs. You know, four lads who are just learning yep. their instruments. First songs we wrote, they are quite basic, but still there is a lot that's open to interpretation even that early on yeah absolutely and i think as well uh, lyrically this one it actually is a metaphor for, for for getting high or doing drugs as well so this is one of the first times where there is that assuming that we're not right about knockador run and um, this is one of the first times i think you know space invaders flying home and they're going to hit the sack and they're probably going to die getting high because they're mixing crazy moments with the crack which by the way when you when you say it like that is a really cool rap basically isn't it and it and it's you know um even i managed to make it sound half decent and it was um yeah i think it, i can only sh- it's about doing drugs and yeah having to uh, i don't know make your way home on drugs or something like that you know i, I can only assume uh, this is just off the cuff <laughs> but the, the space invaders element because in the game space invaders you obviously have to 
shoot and chip away at the oncoming. Yeah, I was trying. I was wow. trying to kind of again put a metaphor together for that for drugs, but I couldn't really. It might just be simply about getting high and playing video games. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, but, but this, I think I think that's a good example of his of his lyrics there. He says because they're getting high because they're mixing crazy moments with the crack. Is a, a one of the first really clever lyrics I think in this. Yeah, but yeah, solid mm, solid mm, track and. The, the chorus, the baby, baby, baby in the chorus is kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just saying about the end of Waving by to the Train or the Bus with the Be Together Again refrain at the end is kind of mm-hmm. kind of n- not really again it's it's kind of, it's kind of quite quite poppy again I think it's it's, it's almost like an it, like please please me era Beatles kind of poppy to me which we don't yeah. They kind of departed from that quite quite quickly, I think. Yeah, definitely. But again, you know, these are when you're writing your first set of songs. All these different influences are there, and some stay around more prominently, and some and some don't, don't they? So, yeah, like the the White Stripes influence is pretty much I'd say gone after this set of demos, isn't it? And there's not many more that I'd say I could hear that in there. I mean, obviously, it will still be in there. It's always still in there, but yeah. I mean, but again, you know, them and the Black Keys. Again, when you think about his dad listening to blues and stuff, them and the Black Keys were were bluesy kind of rock blues, weren't they? So, so it all makes sense. It's all, and I think we, I think, yeah, you're quite right. We have this does inform a lot of what's to come, and even informing the new era now. Talking about all this stuff of his dad and the blues influence and stuff like that, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I think that's a really solid track. One of the ones up there for me on the album so shall we move on to the the next one which again it is one of my favorites but i don't have a lot to say about it i just enjoy it i'd say um superficially it's a, a track called curtains closed Turned out my lights and my curtains were closed. Oh, well, I turned out my lights and my curtains were closed last night. Oh, baby. of this one nick yeah it's it's another one i think the kind of punk influence kind of shines through here a bit more as well for me yeah again again it's mm-hmm. it's another what it's another one that kind of passes me by more than more than the obvious the obvious tracks it's there's a fair, a fair bit of fair, fair bit of repetition but you do have so, some great lyrics again. I'm, I'm a mad motherfucker with my curtains open, sitting tucked up in a bed. I, to- I told you not, but no, cr- no crook in the doobie, but it was already rolled. I'm just, I'm just loving these little, <laughs> the little ov- obvious drug references that they kind of like stepped away from and made it a bit more abstract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very, very teen as we, you know, as I can attest to, very teenage growing up on a council estate, yeah. isn't it? Lyrics that he's getting in there. Yeah, they're kind of, yeah, very teenage drug getting high you know nothing hard stuff um just a bit of weed um but yeah no i think this was the first one where he he sounds he's singing with this slight edge to his voice that kind of again that sneeriness that we mentioned earlier but but this kind of that sort of edge to his voice i could hear what what he develops into coming through on this one oh but i did also think his voice is very julie and casablancas in this one actually i thought that was considering how much i thought we were going to hear a lot of strokes throughout this demo and we haven't we've heard a lot of white stripes and stuff which is interesting but but this um this this was the first time i thought oh that that sounds like julie and casablancas to me singing this one this sounds like a strokesy tune this is Um, definitely the one track out of all of them where that really does shine through in, in his voice yeah. for the first time. And I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm surprised that we've not mentioned that earlier, but it's, it I doesn't think, come through as much yeah. as other than this. Maybe we will on whatever people say on more, but um, it's, I think it's, um, this is, yeah, definitely one of the first ones where you do it. But as we know, he just wanted to be one of the strokes. And now look at the mess he's made us make with this, with our <laughs> jingles and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, I thought that I did think the the slow chorus in this was very Arctic Monkeys to, to do a, a fast sort of ish verse and then slip into a slow chorus, um, yeah. which is not normally the way around. But Arctic yeah. Monkeys do it quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if you noticed it. 
it's kind of the start of a long line of them subverting expectations, whether it be, you know, totally, totally changing the sound up between albums, you know, rhyming weird words together, just all these things. And that that was very much just, I think Are You Mine was the best example of that. The, um, I'm a a puppet on a string, Tracy Island, like in the next Mm -hmm. line, you kind of, kind of subverting the way the rhyme would normally go and stuff like that. And, and this is definitely one of the, the earliest signs of them early on, you know, not, not being pigeonholed. You know, everybody's got the box doing what they're told, but (laughs) will not be pigeonholed. (laughs) We're slipping them in like constantly now, aren't we? Like we just slipped in free, I think in five minutes and we're not even referencing anymore. It's just a little treat for the audience there to get that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, maybe I think maybe I will go through when the video and, you know, if we ever release the full videos to these and just put a little mark on the screen to say when we say a lyric, but yeah, Yeah. I think if we had a jingle, it would interrupt too much, but, um, but no, yeah, solid song. One of my favorites, like you say, lyrically funny little truck references getting in there and first sign of the strokes. I have prepared a little treat for the audience, actually, um, the listening audience and you, of course, um, won't leave you out. It is a, they did a performance of, of this song live. Um, I don't know if it was the famous Grapes gig or one of many other gigs that they did. It, it probably was. And they um, they did a c- cover of uh, Rockefeller Skank. This is Rockefeller Skank, isn't it? Yeah. By Fatboy Slim. But much like the Arty Monkeys subverting expectations again, instead of just playing this song and then playing uh, Fatboy Slim, they recognised that there was a slight similarity perhaps in, in the, the tempo and the riff. So, well, check it out. Listen to this. I turn down my lights and my curtains went closed When I turn down my lights my curtains went closed Last night, oh baby Oh my friend Check it out now The funk soul brother right about now the funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, grow. Yeah, I think that's really cool that they did that. That when I first heard that, I remember in the early days, I thought, wow, that was really cool to do that live to just slip in another band song, and it, you know, again, no ego, just slipping another, almost going, this sounds like this, in the same way that they acknowledge that um, Arabella chorus sounds like War Pigs by Sabbath, or that they'll they'll do like a Glastonbury, he'll go into Yellow and and stuff and and Bowie and stuff like that, and then like you know. You'll go get a hold of yourself, Alex, or whatever. Like, yeah, just like a little acknowledgement there, and they're not ashamed to say this is our influences, and we're not going to be embarrassed by it. And I'm like, it's the same, same with various live versions of fluorescent adolescent that have been obviously, obviously, only you know by Dion was one of them that's kind of resurfaced this week with him singing it at Zach Dawes' wedding. Uh, yes, one of my uh, favourite songs. Absolute, absolute belter. Thanks, Alex, for getting us into that. Love you, man. But the. They also did fluorescent adolescent was when they did Helders singing Last Christmas by Wham was also during the breakdown in fluorescent adolescent. So they're not shy about just just echoing mm. their material oh, with oh, loads of other songs. Yeah, well, I think when you hear, if anybody actually cares after that, I'm hoping people will go and listen to that song or that album after hearing Alex doing that at the wedding. That only you know, I think when you listen to that song, you do hear a lot of fluorescent adolescent in that. So it makes sense to use it for the breakdown and a lot of Arctic Monkeys in that and. There's one of my favourite lyrics in that, um, which I think is a very Alex lyric, which is, only you know what you've been through. There's better things you're going to go through, and I want to be there too. Very Alex lyric, that yeah. kind of lyric. And and of course, they also have a song on that album called Only Ones Who Know. So, you know, I think that song is obviously big in his heart, I'd say. But go check out that Dion album, everyone. It's my recommendation. That's my hot take of an album for the week. <laughs> I'm really stretching that to, to try and get you to play the jingle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not, that's uh, not worth <laughs> No, it's not Jane. No, is it? I tried. I tried, everyone. But yeah, no, just to, to wrap up, because we are getting a little bit over on this one. I didn't think we'd talk for this long about this one, but just shows <laughs> the quality of the songs, I guess. This one doesn't need much. I don't even think it's worth much of a discussion, but there is a live track on there. Very brief. It's only like a minute and a half long of a performance of a song called Ravy, Ravy, Ravy. Ravy. <laughs> 
interesting is is for a long time i assumed this was a different singer it wasn't alex because i don't know if a lot of people know this but when they very very early days of them being together they had a singer because alex was too shy to sing and then obviously things worked out better uh, you know this sounds live the music's obviously recorded live it doesn't sound like alex but i do think in a lot of moments though it does sound like alex which leads me to believe that it actually is him singing because you can hear that but I think this is an example of the shyness that he must have had at first because he obviously couldn't bear the thought of singing in his own voice. So he puts on this, which is ironic because of what happens eventually, but he's putting on this very American accent that not like even crazy doesn't sound like him when he's singing this. So yeah, I think you can tell it's early then and it might be even one of the first things they ever wrote. The first thing they ever wrote. But yeah, it's nothing like them, is it? It's mud. <laughs> it, it's like them, and it's not like them all at the same time. Yeah. Another, we've touched on so many recurring themes. Like, because they are one of those bands that you'll mm. hear something, you'll hear something by them that you've not heard before, and it won't sound like them. But at the same time, it clearly does sound like them. It's this sort of like weird middle ground where they're just instantly recognisable. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the first first song they wrote it would not surprise me in the slightest it's you know it's fine it's fa fairly basic no messing about couple of minutes i've got nothing against songs that are less than two minutes though i mean hotel yorba by the white stripes them again is one of my favorite songs and that's like one minute 58 or something like that so no problem with that but yeah very 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 basic yeah it's you know it is what it is but if anyone hasn't heard it so you go check it out because it's a very interesting listen but especially anyone that hasn't heard a lot of the early stuff, you'll be absolutely shocked by this. But yeah, it's just early days, young band learning the craft. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And we don't, it's not a lot of bands where you get access to stuff like this, but because of that file share at the time, we do, which is great. But um, I wrote in my notes here, I won't be sleeping today, in quotation marks. And I don't know if that's a lyric or something. I don't know what that's in reference to. For some reason, when I listened to the song, I wrote down, I won't be sleeping today. So yeah. I don't know what was going it's... on at that point. Uh, well, everyone's feeling all right. I won't be sleeping today. No, I won't be sleeping tonight. Is is the lyric? Yeah. Uh, I think I thought. I think I quite like that. that. That was it. Yes, it was. Yeah, of course it was. It's only one minute thirty, and I can't remember the, all the bloody lyrics. But I, I, I like that lyric. Considering this is potentially the first song they ever wrote, I like that lyric. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've had very, very much enjoyed covering these tracks, and I think we've discussed and talked about more than we thought we would and i hopefully there's some insights in there and i think yeah it's been it's been really cool to get to the roots and the beginnings and just hear that in there and um you know if nothing else you did find out that knockador run is about a one night stand yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. if, people have, if people have learned nothing else then we've picked Perhaps. up one of our <laughs> One of our speculative hot takes, and I'm not doing a jingle for that. The jingle, the jingle can stay in. <laughs> it can stay in the jingle drawer. <laughs> so that Rats. has <laughs> that has been been our deep dive into the beneath the boardwalk demos. Uh, don't forget, you can go onto your podcast player of choice because we were initially just going to be on Spotify, but no, no. It's, it's a big world out there and we want to conquer it all, or at least like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you know, them two will do. Uh, so don't forget to follow that, that us. That is the world, YouTube. basically. That, that is all you need, isn't it? So we, yeah, we'd really unless, unless we get a deal with Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, any day now, any day now. Any other video <laughs> can get one. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe yeah. on your podcast player of choice. Uh, give us a review, which would be really nice. And don't forget to follow us on the social media. There will be in a, re a review. Episode description. Yeah, people can review us. That's, that's, that's nice, isn't it? If they're going to say something nice. Yeah, I just, I was, yeah, no, I was just, I was just, you said review and I just 
thought we might have a jingle for that, but uh, you carry on, you carry on. I will, I will, cock on. So yes, we will be <laughs> back at the same time next week. Make make sure you subscribe on all good podcast players and some rubbish ones as well, because then the episode you'll get a notification when the new episode comes out, which is good. Isn't it? Yes, and we will. So just to tease you, we will be covering um, the beginning of the whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not era. We the view from the afternoon, which I'm very excited about. That will be uh, uh, yes. what we're covering next week. And just to tease them. We do have a, a special. Oh no, we can't use it next week, can we? But for for future reference, we do have a have a special round that we have a very special jingle for. Yeah, that um that we'll be utilising throughout this podcast as we go on certain tracks only, and that will become apparent to you if you keep listening. But just tease them with that jingle and let them wonder what this segment could be. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you've not had enough, had your your fill of needless jingles tonight ladies and gents <laughs> then what i tell you what you are in for a treat in a couple of weeks i tell you but yes it will only be on certain needles to say needles to say i took drugs oh god if it, I, I hope people if, if anyone's like getting all the references it's one thing getting the Arctic monkeys references but if you get in the various <laughs> peep, peep show partridge and office references and get in touch and yeah, please let us know. Prize. There'll be no prize, but we will email you back and pass on our congratulate our implied congratulations. Dan, yeah. do you have anything to say to the people before we go? I do not. I want to say thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope you found this as, as interesting a listen as I did. And if you haven't listened to these tracks or heard this before, then they are all available on YouTube um, to hear. They're not available on any Spotify platform, so please go and listen to them and then maybe re-listen to this once you've heard them. Or even throughout this pause, well, we're going to be playing clips in them anyway, aren't we? But but um, it's, you know, if you want to listen to the full track, go to YouTube. Um, and then are you going to tease them with that jingle? I've not forgotten. Which jingle? <laughs> you know, this very special round. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, no, no, we'll, we'll keep that. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, okay. All right, well, cut, cut that out then, cut that out then. All right, I'll keep okay. that. That's, Save that's that for just, the dance floor, dance floor episode. That'll be yes, we'll be breaking out then. I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll yeah, keep that. Yeah, that's, I, that's just between me well, and my uh, dog. <laughs> and that's between me and my internet service provider, <laughs> to quote Glenn. And that, a thick of it reference for anyone there. But yeah, um, I will... Um, no, thank you very much for, for listening. I hope you found it as enjoyable as we have, and we will see you next week for The View from the Afternoon. Bye, everyone. Bye. I believe the hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We will see you next week with more of the same.